0: Welcome out Hey, welcome out to Third World Linux, episode 62 Uh, What what, what do we say next? (laughs) The title, actual title of the episode What is the actual title of the episode? Stuff we do after installing Linux, there we go (laughs) And a little bit of Hong Kong story, Uh, Hong Kong observations By yours truly, my name is AG, I'm Zhao And this is Third World Linux, where we do Third World linux (laughs) Third world Linuxing. There we go. <laughs> we discuss our Linux lives in the context of the third world. I actually like third world Linuxing better. <laughs> <laughs> like, we should should rename it right now. That's part of the opening spiel, right? Like, my name is AG. I'm Joe, and this is Third World Linux, where we do third world Linuxing. <laughs> should we put that in like every time? <laughs> and, uh, we'll see next week if we remember. Put <laughs> that then on the notebook, <laughs> the little black notebook with a pink pen yeah so should I start with my Hong Kong observations or what we do in Linuxing and uh, after the things we do after oh we have to we have to admit first dear listener. I'm so sorry, I think we might have anyway, we have to apologize, dear listener, because we're still not reviewing Voyager. Uh, this is becoming like our our half life three. <laughs> Because you were supposed to do a third world like a third world treatment on this distro like a three long time weeks ago. <laughs> or even before that, right? Like during the earlier stages of yeah. world, the next like episode in the film. You yeah, really or have to do Voyager. <laughs> it looks good and it's cool. I really it, it, it's the best looking XFCE distro. One of the yeah. best looking XFCE distros. And I'm a fan of XFCE and uh, and it, it's it's our Half Life Three. It's our half life. We Half-Life can't 3. seem to make it happen because Zhao, the story. Yeah, um I'm not sure if this was uh my internet connection or whatever, <laughs> but I, I got the ISO fully downloaded. Uh What was it? Vo- Voyager, Live Voyager, or Voyager Live, or whatever they're rebranding themselves as. 14.04.04. So the point release of the point release? Anyway, <laughs> Uh 14.04.04. I was able to DD it onto a USB, but it wouldn't boot. <laughs> and on my end, I was in Hong Kong for the greater, greater part of the week, actually. So you have stories to tell and we don't have a distro to review. I'm so sorry, dear <laughs> listeners. I, I don't know. I mean, But here's the thing. Um, I, I like to see the Hong Kong trip as a third world Linuxer going first world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First observation, they have free public Wi-Fi. <laughs> As we are heading down, like after the immigration and whatnot, there's a bunch of like group, because apparently it's August is one of Hong Kong's like peak tourism days Uh or what. And they, they, they have this like, that's the, the, the entire city is like have a bunch of sales and freebies and whatnot. And they give you like a tourist package. Okay. Like a tourist free, like for hey, welcome to Hong Kong. Here, have a free rubber ducky. (laughs) Really? Yeah, there's a free rubber ducky. <laughs> what? so <laughs> cool. Either a mug or rubber ducky, and, uh, I f- I, well, my, my girlfriend was like, "Oh, I wish we could have gotten the mugs. I'm like, nah, rubber duckies, man. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend would have said the same thing. She'd be like, we should have gotten the mug. I'd be like, fuck no. <laughs> rubber duckies, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, but we I- don't have a bathtub, so. <laughs> and uh, they also gave you, uh, fridge <laughs> magnets. Oh, well, that's. Uh, that's sort of that, That's an essential thing, right? Yeah, like, like souvenir. No, but this magnet is like the, the Victoria Peak or the harbor yeah, skyline. Yeah. My, I got a, a Buddha and um, Victoria Peak. Yeah, I mean, I, I would assume that if you go to Hong Kong, you have to get the Victoria Peak fridge magnet yeah. for your fridge, right? <laughs> yeah. So because at like least. Buddha, that could be yeah. in any number of. Buddhist countries in the yeah. world. Saves me free, uh, saves me a couple of Hong Kong dollars to buy those magnets. Yeah. But the, the, and there's also like free bus pass tickets and whatnot. Okay. So that you could tour Hong Kong and all that. But what amazed me the most was that they're giving away free Wi Fi for seven days for any tourist that comes in. Wow. Exactly, right? Wow. Free unlimited Wi Fi, by the way. Wow. Here's the kicker though your phone has not, uh, does not need, has to be an open line. Ah. (laughs) That's no problem for us though Because like It's only really In the US Where you have like Carrier locked cell phones Because us If we have a carrier locked cell phone The first thing we do Is bring it to Like one of the Muslim stalls And have them open line it for (laughs) us Which my girlfriend did not do Oops (laughs) Which means She didn't have free internet While I have it (laughs) And it's quite interesting because um you have to set your mobile phone to the connect uh, the provider that gives the free Wi-Fi. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then like say that as the network, and then uh send the like a code, and then they're gonna Hmm. give give you back your Wi-Fi password exclusive to you. Okay, and it's just quite nice. And lo and behold, I've been harping bad. Like if you listen to Firefox OS episode. The hardware of my Firefox OS phone, the... What's what's this called? Ace. The Cherry Mobile Ace is a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. And it's having, like, network issues here in the country and whatnot. I don't know why. Well, we're, we're sorry about that. Even with the pop filter, it still looks like it. Pop. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know why. Um, but there, my Firefox OS phone worked like a charm. <laughs> Oh. It, it connected to the Wi-Fi. I mean, beat very slow, not because of the Wi-Fi, because of the hardware. The hardware, yeah, the hardware limitation. Yeah, Uh but I was so surprised it was working properly. And that public Wi-Fi speed is actually like case-to-case basis, like depending on your location. Yes. Uh, if you're in like in the main touristy areas, it works like a charm. Right. But but just, then we don't go to touristy areas now, do we? I was with my girlfriend. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So we did the whole um, touristy thing and whatnot. But she gave me the privilege on our last day to do my own type of traveling. Oh, I should have told you to go to this place called The Wanch. The Wench? The Wanch, I think. It's this little bar um, in in Kowloon, I think. Oh. On on the Kowloon side. It's called The Wanch. And um, one of our friends from that band, Oven Toaster, Mm -hmm. moved to Hong Kong. And he plays there like every... Wednesday oh. or something I should that. have told you anyway yeah, sorry yeah, but, um, so if anybody's going to Hong Kong look for this place called The Wanch and uh, if you run into this guy named Joven who plays the guitar give us a shout out yeah <laughs> like Jiao sent me here <laughs> yeah uh, um, what's it Jiao of Hong Kong sent me here yeah <laughs> anyway he's not gonna have any new channel 14 <laughs> channel for what <laughs> but yeah um, so the thing about the internet there is that the public internet. I was a bit apprehensive at first because China. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I had to give it a try because at least it's Firefox phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. they do not track me. Yeah, the security and whatnot. So like, I had a bit of confidence. Oh, we're sorry about the people in the background. They're kind of loud. Yeah, our friends. <laughs> <laughs> so the the I was apprehensive at first, but it was okay because I guess you know Firefox OS phone. So yeah, yeah, like rock and roll on that. But what I found interesting, actually, is the internet speeds doesn't seem super fast. Because it's tourist season. I guess so. So you have everybody, like, hogging. Well, and, and I guess it, it could also be because everybody there is online. Like, you have a lot of... That's another observation that I found really insane. Because here, at least in uh, Metro Manila, where, again, we discussed this an episode ago. I mean, the, the cost to connect to internet... Yeah, the cost for a good like wireless internet mm-hmm. connection is, it's, it's kind of prohibitive. Like yeah, like a lot of people really do rely on hopping on Wi-Fi networks and stuff. Exactly, huge security risk. <laughs> but you know, there we go. But I mean, the, the exchange of going and, and just having the internet connection, yeah. Let's find it worth it. But in Hong Kong, everyone is looking at their phones to the point that there are signs on the elevators that says. Hands on the rail, not on the phone. Yeah, yeah, escalators, escalators. Yeah, and the escalators. Hands on the escalators, not on the phone. Like the and, and it was scary because my girlfriend and I were constantly dodging people <laughs> on their phones. Because they're not paying attention to where they're walking. Yeah, and they found yeah. that quite insane. And another observation is um for all of you Android fans out there, everybody's using Android phone. Because Huawei. Because China. And because say, I guess it's China, Huawei and all that. And- you're putting spyware on your phone. <laughs> <boat. laughs> no, I mean, conspiracy theories aside, I've never seen a place where everyone is constantly connected. Or mm. everyone is just, they're not even paying attention to their surroundings. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, symptomatic of the more developed part of Asia. Yeah. So you have like Japan, Korea, mm-hmm. uh, Hong Kong, to an extent, parts of China. Mm-hmm like everybody is on their phone. Yeah, and you, and you can identify a tourist from a local because a tourist is holding a map. A local is using an app. Ooh, that rhymes. <laughs> Cuz when we were in um, Ocean Park, yeah. There's a Chinese tourist beside us, probably I I'm, I'm not sure if a Hong Kong native. Right. But I know it's Chinese tourists because I speak Chinese, uh Cantonese. Um they were Oh, accessing, Cantonese. yeah, they were accessing the map. Well, for all you know, it's Cantonese also in southern China, right? Sichuan provinces. That, that's, that's what they speak in Hong Kong, right? Yeah, yeah. Cantonese, and okay, and uh, I think the coastal southern coastal regions of China is Cantonese. Oh, okay, Yeah, uh, trade uh, traders. Yeah, yeah anyway, so huh? uh, that's why I assume it's they're from southern China. Anyway. Um, they're using, we were, my girlfriend and I were like on a map, on the theme park, like, huh, where to go here? Where to go there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. While this Chinese couple beside us were accessing uh, Ocean Park's at, uh map via an app. I'm like, mm. why didn't we think of that? <laughs> well, to be fair, when you, like, like my girlfriend is going to be going to Japan mm-hmm. sometime in December. Yeah, in a few months time. Yeah. And, um, she was asking about, like, maps and stuff. There's... And I said, like, go Google Maps. But then when I checked Japan on Google Maps, a lot of it is in Japanese. Exactly. So I would assume the same thing is true with, like, China and these other places that don't have, um, what are they, what, what's it called? Roman script. Uh, and, and oh. I also like to think that there are probably other city guides. Cause there are apps like that. Like, when I was in Chicago, I remember downloading a Chicago city guide. Mm, okay. But again, but that's a Western world. That's Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I had to specifically make sure because I was using my my classic iPod touch <laughs> third gen which doesn't have it's only wifi it doesn't right. have like 3G or anything Just Download everything ahead of time Yeah and then at the same time you can access the app offline so well it can't place you but it has a map of like the thirsty downtown areas yeah, yeah, and like yeah. places you need to go but it doesn't have GPS <laughs> so what street am I? So it's pretty <laughs> much using an, a map on a mobile device Yeah yeah, um, I don't know. Whenever I travel though, it's, it's always like grab a SIM card at the airport and off you go. Yeah, that, that's then, my... Like Google Maps is That's my right, MO too, you know, but... And Maps are I'm friend. gonna... when, But I don't grab a SIM card when I'm gonna stay for like three days. Really? Like at least for me, it has to be seven or more. Or five or more at least. Because huh. three days is gonna go by fast. I just sleep, have an entire day, sleep, and then leave next day. Well, yeah. But then at the same time... Like, you have a SIM card. You have a SIM card collection. Yeah. It's, it's the new, it's the new fridge magnet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now I'm wondering where did I put my Cambodian SIM card? Yeah. Hmm. But getting inside. Uh, what? Hong Kong is super hyper connected. Everything is organized in that country. And that city country? state. <laughs> city <laughs> state. Is it? City state? I'm not sure. <laughs> But what does China have? One country, two systems. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they count as an independent state. Well, my reference well, point, could, as I though. explained it to my girlfriend, was that Hong Kong has their own team. Oh, okay. But then, but that's not that's the Olympics. <laughs> it's not a good basis for you know geopolitical borders. Yeah, yeah. But then let's say let's say for the off tangent. Yeah, but um, it's 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 quite nice to see that. That's something that the Philippines could have. I think it, it's attainable. That level of connection. But at the same time. That's wicked dangerous. Exactly. <laughs> because when driving, people are also on their phones on a highway. Yeah. And that is quite scary. Cause I was, I was telling my, my girlfriend that Audi driving beside our tour bus is scaring the living hell out of me. Cause we we're traveling around 60, 70 kilometers per hour. Uh huh which is around 40, 50 miles an hour. I have no idea. I have, I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> like, I've never had to think in miles, miles per hour. But ever. for our dear listeners who use um, miles per hour, i.e. The, <laughs> the United States, i.e. the United States, it was quite scary because we were traveling at fast speeds and they're still connected online. And it's the country, the first time I saw cars, because here, our cars have like the attachments for where you can plug in your phone. Yeah, yeah, you can mount your phones onto Yeah, them. I saw cars there like, three attachments really so i'm guessing okay one's for the tablet one is for the driver phone the other is for the passenger phone oh, okay yeah it was it was, it was so surreal it was like that, that makes sense though yeah it makes sense that makes that sense they have to have three just in the car like i don't know i guess that level of the the access to the, technology yeah the connection to technology the access to the devices yeah yeah because uh, some of the phones are actually really cheap um my girlfriend's, well, one of the people who were with us on that um, tour or that trip uh-huh. looked up um, phone prices like um, a Korean-made phone that has six on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, apparently, will only cost <laughs> them... <wrote> six. <laughs> we'll only cost there around 28,000 pesos. You're here. It's thirty five thousand pesos. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what uh, seven, eight thousand pesos cheaper. But the price difference there is lower. Yeah. Right. Like, like the mar- the the you don't need to pay extra of sorts. Yeah. So I'm guessing like the phones could be probably way cheaper. I'm pretty sure they have like a one hundred to two hundred Hong Kong dollar phone. I didn't check, but <laughs> I'm don't my eyes glazed over because I don't know the, the the exchange rate. Um, seven. Yeah, one is the seven. Math seven times two hundred uh, fifteen hundred fourteen thousand fourteen thousand <laughs> math well around a uh, thousand four hundred phone a thousand four hundred pesos phone a thousand four hundred pesos phone now we now we have to convert that to US <laughs> for our, our international, international fifty dollars that's a smartphone by the way I was like calculating because <laughs> I was doing some of the math from our podcast last week It was like I think some of our maths might have been wrong, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it, imagine a fifty-dollar smartphone. Yeah, that's yeah. why everyone in the country is connected, from the street sweepers to everyone who in the the high-end business people in central, <laughs> in central Hong Kong. Yeah, well, we're sort of we're sort of getting that we're sort of beginning to get that here as well. Like I was at a store uh, yesterday and they had one of those Maizu phones yeah for something like 4000 pesos it's a pretty good phone yeah right and um and this is a fairly swanky store so if we just scale that down a little bit he can probably take like a 1000 pesos off of that because of rent you know yeah. <laughs> like cuz you can have an actual just mobile phone here for a basic phone for like 300 pesos which is not even $10. Yeah, but then that's like a feature a, phone. Yeah, this is a, a feature phone. phone. Uh, the smartphones, you have to search... Yeah, you have to enter around the $50 mark. Well, considering the Firefox OS phone that we have, Mobile Ace. That was the cheapest smartphone. Yes. So, but then... I don't know. Yeah. But the amount of people that are connected is just... Uh, uh, wow. Just wow. Oh, okay. Just Huawei. <laughs> wow. <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> then um, what, what do we what do we call it The The connectedness I think Like Also has a lot to do with Like what we were talking about Last week The price of Getting connected To mm-hmm. the internet So Like That's uh, That's what sucks And and, and, you know. and they have the infrastructure For it Because again Hong Kong is a very Organized country Yeah And well, they don't have very many uh, they, they don't have very much To worry about Like geographically Like like imagine well, it's if, Different islands yeah, but how big is it? Oh, yeah. Right? Like, uh, so so so. just imagine if, you know, we got rid of... Uh, okay. So let's just say that Cebu seeds. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it might be true. <laughs> oh, it can be true. <laughs> it's the closest thing we have to Texas. <laughs> it is from the South anyway. <laughs> it is the Queen City of the South, so... <laughs> Even though we're, like, right in the middle of the <laughs> Um, so y- you can So that means you can tell that it was Manila that named the Queen City of the, city of the South, south. <laughs> Because we're like right in the middle of the country Although Iloilo Ilo will say that we're in the middle of the country if you take into consideration Palawan I say it's somewhere in the middle <laughs> In the ocean yeah somewhere in the in sea that. But then in between Iloilo Ilo and Cebu is Bacolor I'm not going to give them that <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah But uh, <laughs> going back This podcast has got a Pinoy <laughs> <laughs> Localize um, But yeah Come to Cebu And <laughs> see for yourself The queen city of the south But then if If Cebu were to secede Like I'm sure that You know The infrastructure Would be built out Really well um, How long has it been Since they They were Given back to China Two decades Yeah was, They were given 97 1998 Nin- ninety seven, ninety eight, Around that time Yeah that was a good year That was a good yeah, year Chumbawamba's tub thumping Came out that yeah. year I think. Yeah The Matrix Yeah the Matrix <laughs> Was it was That was ninety nine, right? Really? Ninety eight was they started shooting for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh <laughs> what else happened in <laughs> Anyway, uh the uh, handover happened during that time. Yeah, so if we if you have a if you have a city state that small, given that amount mm-hmm. of time, you know, the infrastructure is gonna be overbuilt. An argument for federalism in archipelagic islands, in, in archipelagic countries. But, you know, let's, let's not go back to <laughs> geopolitics. <laughs> yeah, let's not go back to that. Um, anything else you want to say about your trip to Hong Kong? If the Philippines were to become Hong Kong, I think the good parts that the Philippines should get is the infrastructure work. Looking at you, <laughs> telcos. <laughs> yes, looking at you, telcos. Because the fact that they can give tourists... Seven days of free internet. That's just, wow. Not even like, I mean, the rubber tucky is cool, but uh, it's a free internet. Uh, Everyone in our group was like, yeah, we have to avail of this. We have to make this work. And those who only made it work were the ones whose phones are not uh, locked. And now the Chinese government is listening to third world (laughs) Linux. (laughs) Hi, China. Don't declare war on us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what else? Uh, good food in Hong Kong, but it's highly irrelevant from this topic. <laughs> and so, um, what was it? What was our actual topic now that we've been recording for 20 minutes? <laughs> Is that 20 minutes? Yeah, dude. We've been, we've been out. Por Dios minutes. por Santo. Um, now they're gonna think we're Spaniards again. We're Latin American countries. Uh, what, what's that? What, what, what do we do after we install? Well, uh, yes. What do we do after, after we do install? Now let's, install. let's go to the meat of the show. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I had a long conversation about Hong Kong. Didn't know it's going to take that long. Yeah. So, Jao. That's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> we can just talk about this shit forever. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Hong Kong. Done with um third world person in a first world country. <laughs> City, state, whatever. <laughs> what do you do, Jao, after the first thing you do? After you install a distro. Whatever that distro may be. Do I have an internet connection when I'm installing <laughs> a distro? Okay, that's very extreme. <laughs> When we were planning the episode <laughs> You didn't say that. Yeah, but that was like like while we were talking about Hong Kong, I was like, hmm <laughs> Let's throw a curveball. <laughs> do I have an internet connection while we're installing the distro? If yes. No if 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 no, then the first thing I do is get online app uh app-get- app-get upgrade. update upgrade. Mm, yeah. Or um at Pac-Man SYU or DNF, am I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what <laughs> Yum update. Yeah, whatever the What's the term? <laughs> whatever, whatever um, updates your repos and, and downloads latest packages. Yep, Th- that's also the first. Like that should be one one. <laughs> yeah, it's the first thing you do. Actually, that's what when we when we install third uh, third world Linux to our friends <laughs> when we install uh, Linux to our friends' uh, machines or to our loved ones. Hey, because uh, I'm planning to put. Some stuff on my girlfriend, like third world stuff on my. Gr- Why am I saying third world stuff? <laughs> I'm Trying to put Linux stuff on my girlfriend's machines. There you <laughs> so go. So all of this brainwashing has been working on you, like third world. <laughs> third world. Because <laughs> uh, when I installed my sister, the first thing I told her was that sudo apt get update <laughs> and yeah. then sudo apt get upgrade. So that's the first thing you really have to do just to get anything latest, yeah, just patch things out, remove bugs yeah. and all that, and make sure all your programs are up to. Uh, up to date there you go <laughs> yes <laughs> words <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing i'm pretty sure i'm not sure if that's what you do as well i go dist upgrade yeah 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 um what was it the the, the, the difference with with apt get mm-hmm. the difference between upgrade and dist upgrade um upgrade will upgrade all of the packages holding back stuff that breaks yeah Dist upgrade brings everything up to the latest kernel. No, no, no. not even. Um, I, th- I think it brings it up to the latest, um, ignoring dependencies or something like uh-huh. that. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. So, so if you if you indiscriminately dist upgrade without upgrading, you might might break get something. broke. Yeah, you're gonna get broken packages. That's how I broke my first Debian SID <laughs> install. I was like, oh, huh, dist upgrade because you know distribution upgrade. Like, <laughs> Let's try this out. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Goodbye, Xorg. <laughs> and then you didn't have your, we call that when you, the sleep when you whip, out, whip down your laptop. It's not sleeping. Oh. Uh. Uh, uh, but, but the first thing I told you when you told me, oh, uh, I kind of broke my Debian sin. Why are you using Debian <laughs> sin? <laughs> because I was like, because I was like rolling, but I'm not ready for Arch. <laughs> Because, because Debian has that stable branding, you know? So it's like, well, I'm sure that if it went into the SID repo, it went through some testing. <laughs> the thing is, it's stable. Does it mean it's unbreakable? <laughs> well, actually, Debian SID is sort of, it's, it's unstable. Like, it's, yeah. it goes through very minimal <laughs> testing. Like, like, they, 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 they pretty much test to make sure that, um, They they pretty much make sure to test to see if it, like, compiles. Like, that's (laughs) it. (laughs) And that's it. And they're not even going to test it because that's going to go to the other. Yeah. yeah. That's what SID is for. Yeah. SID is like, all right, here's all of the new software. We we know it runs. And then, like, and then it goes through a lot of testing and then it ends up becoming your stable. But there, that's how I broke my first Debian SID install. (laughs) So what do you do after this upgrade? Uh, Actually before I do the dist upgrade I uninstall some stuff If I'm not doing Like an arch install like, <laughs> if, if it isn't arch Right So say if it's like a Zubuntu or whatever Or say we're doing Our third world distro uh, Third world treatments oh, Well if it's if it's a third world treatment You try to keep it vanilla right? Yeah I keep it as exactly. vanilla as possible Exactly Same as me But like if it's You know like like with, with Zubuntu um, I, I don't use Pigeon for example So I uninstall <laughs> yeah about to say. I also to remove Pigeon. (laughs) Um, Make sure I have LibreOffice. Yeah, but then like, it doesn't have LibreOffice, huh? Huh? Ubuntu doesn't have LibreOffice installed. Um, What else do I do? I install GIMP, Mm -hmm. install GIMP, um, install Audacity, install FileZilla. Oh, yeah, you're a FileZilla user. Uh, I should get into FileZilla. Yeah, and FTP without having to worry about the command line. (laughs) (laughs) And you know me, command line is always my enemy. Uh... What, what? Yeah, it's it's uninstall stuff, install stuff. Actually, for my case, before I go to that step, I check my drivers. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because you have an NVIDIA card. Yeah, and um, my 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 well, not, LAN card? No, not LAN card. Wireless card. Uh huh. That is a J Micron. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's not easily supported off the bat. So oh, when this I this is on your netbook. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what I usually do is um, to get all those files and whatnot, I make sure I just plug in by my LAN, right? So, yeah, so it makes to get a lot of sense. yeah to inter- be internet connected, but you know it's a netbook, it's mobile. <laughs> you have to take it anywhere, so you ne- I need to have that. You need to have those drivers. Yeah, I need to have that Wi-Fi working. So that's the next thing I do: get the drivers and whatnot. Mm. Uh, but for yeah, the desktop, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's a because it, it depends. Like, my brother's my brother's laptop um has a it has a broadcom card mm-hmm. which has a non-free driver mhm so again it depends on the distro that i'm installing uh if, if i'm installing an ubuntu derivative the driver is built in uh-huh. but then if i'm installing say a debian or a fedora that doesn't have the non-free drivers built exactly. in i have to grab the driver beforehand exactly that was one my problem when i installed i tried to install um OpenSUSE on the netbook. Sorry for the fact that OpenSUSE made the netbook extremely sluggish. <laughs> wow, <Well, laughs> KDE... problem. Yeah, Well it's not a problem of OpenSUSE. Yeah, it's it's just that KDE is like the biggest fattest desktop we have right now. What a desktop it is! But yeah, but what am I gonna say? What an amazing desktop! <laughs> just oh, wish I can use it my netbook. But the thing is though, after I got those drivers working, um. Then, that's where I go with the, like, okay. Uh, Actually, the first thing I I always get is Chromium. Oh. I'm not... I've told you this. Like, we had this debate before, I guess, on a previous episode. Because you're Firefox and I'm Chrome. Yeah. Although Firefox is kind of crashy on Ubuntu Mate. Well, I I have no problems with Chromium or Chrome. Uh, And it's really crashy on Debian, SID. (laughs) But I don't uh, remove Firefox, um... It uh, works well on Arch. Yeah, because <laughs> for some reason, I, I this is this is something that like my my girlfriend questioned me about. Like, why do you have two browsers? When and then and you what say, "What is for pornography?" No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> because I told her that. Oh yeah, Firefox uh, so reliable. Like, I, when when Chrome doesn't work uh, or Chromium doesn't work, I just go to Firefox and it works there. And then she said. Why don't you just use Firefox? Uh, Google integration? <laughs> That's pretty much why I use Chrome. And the the Chrome stuff. Yeah. It just easily integrates into my everything. Because like Android, tablet easily integrates to Chrome. And sign in. And, yeah, save your bookmarks and all your pages and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, what do you call those things? Extensions. Oh, yeah. 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 So like extensions are less crashy on Chromium, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I still have Chromium and then Chrome. But sometimes I just go to Chrome. And anyway, so that's the first thing I I do is install Chrome on my uh, as a browser. Okay. Yeah. Well, most distros come with Firefox though, and not Chromium. Hmm. Like most distros come with Firefox. They come with Firefox. Yeah. And the thing with uh, Google Chrome is you can't install it as sudo apt get. Like Chrome or Chromium? Chrome. Yeah. Yeah. Chromium, you, you, you can. but Chromium Dash Browser. Yeah, because yeah. the Chromium game, actually, I always make that mistake. <laughs> I always forget that. <laughs> and then I check out, yeah, yeah, look, I actually need to play this game. And then I played it once. It's not bad. <laughs> then I keep it. <laughs> you should do 3rd row plays on it. Like, this is what happens when I accidentally install something that isn't the Chromium web browser. <laughs> it's Chromium the game. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> And yeah, um, that's what I do. And from there, I get, uh, well, actually, I don't need to install a torrent, um, program. But usually, com- most distros come built in with, um, what's it? It comes built in with transmission. Exactly. <laughs> right? Transmission works. Yeah. And I think it's lighter or is uTorrent lighter? I have no idea. I, I, I didn't bother because transmission works. Yeah, transmission is like there. <laughs> Um. On the, oh, speaking of speaking of torrent, uh, speaking of torrent programs, another thing that I do is um, I install on the command line side of things, I install Finch, Mutt, and oh yeah, because yeah, you you actually do a lot of command line installs, I, which I don't do. <laughs> well, um, the four things that I always get are uh, Finch, Mutt, rtorrent, was it? Finch, Mutt, RTorrent and uh, what's the name of the web browser? Dillo? I can't remember the name of the web browser because I haven't done a fresh install in a <laughs> long time. That wasn't a third world treatment. Yeah, because we're doing currently in the third world treatments right now. So <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll 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 remember it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure one of these days. Then yeah, because the- you know, it, it it was because I broke Xorg with Debian, <laughs> okay yeah. So um, <laughs> apparently, apparently I did a disk upgrade in the middle of. What was it in the middle of a transition like Debian Sid has mm-hmm. these transitions where um, if you just install indiscriminately again, I was a young Linux user if you <laughs> install indiscriminately, you'll break it and Xorg was going through like a transition mm-hmm. so I was stuck on the command line, but I still had to like get stuff done <laughs> <laughs> so for a while there I was like, yeah let's 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 stick with vim. <laughs> Because uh, now, when I get my internet working, when I get my graphics working, that's where I get my essential programs. Okay. Like, um, for me, it's Darktable and, of course, GIMP. <laughs> Long live GIMP. Yeah. Uh, Darktable GIMP. Like, that, those for, for photographers. I think we already did... Uh, yeah, we did um, an episode on how we... Because, yeah, we, we did an episode on, like, the Essential Linux things we do. So what the fuck are we doing this episode? No, this is not, not, not the Essential <laughs> things we do. What no, do call this essential things we use our Linux for in our livelihood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> actually, we should, um, we should revisit that topic, like, like specifically on photography. Oh, I actually haven't checked because I've been spoiled by my iOS and... Yeah. Uh, not iOS, but my OS X because yeah, yeah. I'm falling into Lightroom and... Um, what do you call this? I'm falling into Lightroom and Photoshop. Right, both are good programs, expensive ones. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna make the transition once Adobe goes full on Creative Cloud. I, um, because there was a because there was a time there that you were GIMP and Darktable all the way. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But because um, because demands of the client. But then the demands of the client. I mean, contrary to other, because other photographers say, "Oh, your client wouldn't know." Blah 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 blah. I don't know about your clients, <laughs> but for my clients. They kind of demanded it, do those yeah, things, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> which is it fucking it, it fucking sucks, right? Because, yes, because they're gonna pay you less if you don't have a fucking Mac in front of you. Yes, even That's though you can do the same work with free and open source. Same quality. Yeah. I've yeah. had clients who didn't know the difference. Yeah, <laughs> and and when once um, Creative Cloud, uh, Adobe goes full on Creative Cloud and pretty much wipes out what do you call this? Support for the current version of Lightroom I have and the current version of Photoshop I have because they're going to go like, the entire thing, right? Yeah. As, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to go dark table and GIMP and insist. This is my workflow. Yeah, yeah. When you say, tell them, are you going to pay for my, license fee? my, my licensing fee? <laughs> <laughs> or the, the 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 Adobe licensing yeah. fee? That's oh, the I mean, work. I could go two things. I could uh, put that on the pricing that I currently do. Like extra pricing for like software and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know.
0: Uh, But I really don't want to raise my prices. You might price yourself out of the market. Exactly. I don't want to price myself like that, where I'm the only photographer who has, like, a legit version of... Yeah, because in this country, (laughs) I mean, it's an open secret. Hardly anyone buys... Original software. Original Lightroom and um, Premiere, but... I mean, I told you, the reason I have my licenses for that is because of my father. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the OSX I'm using is a hand-me-down. Yeah. So that's why, yay for legit software that's signed. Which you wouldn't have a problem if you're using open source. Yeah. And your costs are significantly going to go down. Or you could use the cost that you recuperate to donate to those projects. Yeah, actually, actually you should do that, dude. Exactly. Like <laughs> That's the game plan. At least every year, instead of paying Creative Cloud... I'll just give money to Darktable and tell them, hey, Darktable, can you have integration for this, this, this? Yeah, like, this is, this is, a uh, like, instead of, but, like, included in your pricing as a licensing fee. Yeah. But then, technically, it isn't a licensing fee. Either way, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, things we install after. Because yeah, again, w- audacity is also a must because of what, because we, of do what we-, we do. <laughs> because your listener, you're listening to, <laughs> to this An podcast audacity made by audacity. Uh, well, made by our voices, but <laughs> produced by audacity. Well, produced by John, <laughs> but <laughs> um, recorded using audacity. <laughs> there you go, go. sir. <laughs> so, uh, what else do I? What else do I do? Um, KDN live. I've, oh. been, I've been using KDN Live to get her stuff up on YouTube. Yeah, cause I told you, like, um, my go-to video editors are either KDN Live or OpenShot. Yeah. But it's, it's weird though, because I'm on a, because OpenShot is a GNOME thing. Mm-hmm. But that's the GNOME piece of software that I really can't get behind. Next to OpenShot. And uh, next, next to KDN Live. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I think KDN Live has a lot more power behind it. Like, OpenShot is... But comes with a lot more bloat. Yeah, it does. But it can do so much more with KDN Live. Exactly. But for something just easily casual, like, you don't need heavy editing, just one straight thing. Yeah. OpenShot yeah, yeah. is great. Yeah. Not, I mean, for me, they're both great programs. That's so why we have them both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there, I usually get KDN Live. Yeah, but for something I'm gonna do really heavy on, I go with KDN Live. But again, right now, I have X, so I'm a bit spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Well, you shouldn't... I- I'm spoiled, dude. I get free software <laughs> that works just as good as like your proprietary yeah, stuff um, my problem is not really a problem. The reason I'm using it right now is because it's licensed. it's there, yeah, might as well right yeah might as well um uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's there might but as eventually well run it out yeah, <laughs> yeah. eventually. I'm gonna find I have to find a way to make KDN Live work with uh, Mavericks or wait what's right now Yosemite which dear listeners haven't upgraded to to freaking Yosemite yep or Mountain Lion is it Mountain Lion right now I, I don't have know. no idea they have the li- let's they're, they're, they're not beefy miracle <laughs> they're not beefy miracle let, let's let's uh, you know let, let's not waste breath talking about an inferior operating system <laughs> good hardware <laughs> good hardware <laughs> uh, uh, what else do you because the last thing i always do is the clean the cleanup okay yeah that's the last thing i do but i'm pretty sure i do some stuff there i can't remember top oh yeah cosmetic stuff yeah what's the cosmetic stuff that you do um I-, I actually don't install anything cosmetic i just customize it like the way i want it like um some xfc distros have what do you call that the dock ugh. i remove the dock <laughs> I don't like the default XFCE dock. It's, it's pretty much a panel with big icons on it. Yeah. Like, I don't like it very much. Yeah. And then most distros, the tabs, like the start, not the start, like, like that. The menu. The, the menu is at the bottom. I move it up top, change the colors up a bit because I want uh, my desktop, which we're probably... Well, we don't have... <laughs> we don't currently have our current desktop setups because you're doing a string of server treatments. But my current desktop setup is always going to... I, I always try to make it as minimalist as possible. Right. And the color co- uh, the color combo... Color combo? <laughs> the, the color palette, I always tend to go for something dark. Yeah. Like, others, like, it really bright. Like, my girlfriend's desktop on her uh, MacBook is so freaking pink. Okay. Because it has her personality. Yeah. I mean, use the desktop to your personality. Like, for me... I always like it streamlined, dark, gray. Minimalist, gray. You like gray. yeah. Um, you know, like, one time on my desktop, you know, huh, your desktop is just gray. Yeah, 18% gray. <laughs> <laughs> Photography and stuff, like, what cosmetic things do I do? Because, uh, like, it depends on the desktop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before, I used to play with compis, but, like, Again, it kind of loses its allure, and you can't get Compiz, or it's 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 uh it's an extra step to get Compiz on XFCE. Because, exactly, <laughs> um, you have to change window managers. Exactly. There. Uh, and, and XFCE is really the only uh desktop environment that you really use, right? Yeah. Okay. It's like you know oh, when I gets into LXDE as well, but eh, you know, <laughs> XFCE. First, uh, when it it comes to, when it comes to GNOME, the first thing I do is, uh, cosmetics, cosmetically, um, GNOME tweak. Mm Um, because I don't have a high DPI display. I always, I always scale my text down to 0.85. That way it doesn't look all big and fat Mm -hmm. on my screen because GNOME works really well with high DPI displays, apparently. But like, if you have, uh, Smaller resolution the text looks a lot bigger <laughs> oh yeah going back to drivers that's one of the nice things I get with uh, like when you have Ubuntu the software center thing because they have a tab there for like additional drivers yeah but then is it's, it's that not. in the software center no it's not right it's yeah, like it's not. their update manager or whatever oh, yeah it it's in the update manager Yeah, sorry for that mistake but yeah and sometimes you know it just makes life easier <laughs> yeah because there's some distros for some reason that detects a J-micron adapter <laughs> But there are some that does it. Yeah. And that's why I'm afraid of going Arch. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm going to find it. Uh, I managed to do so in one of, like, when we were doing a bunch of light Linux distros. I, I managed to find the website, but it's lost in my highly disorganized bookmarks folder in Chrome. <laughs> okay. um, There. Uh, then... You have they have to get uh, GNOME extensions. Mm-hmm. The ones that I get are pretty standard dash to dock. Mm-hmm. So, or dock to dash? Dash to dock? Because when you uh, you have your uh, dashboard mode or whatever with GNOME and your favorites are on the left side. Mm-hmm. When you get out of dashboard mode it that, that little thing on the left disappears. Um, there's an extension that makes it so that you have a dock with your favorites. Uh-huh. So it's built into GNOME more or less. You just have to activate the extension. Um, the other thing that I do is I have the Applications menu. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an extension. Places menu. Uh, then the Desktop Indicator to show which desktop <laughs> I'm on. Because I was about to ask you, because I know you use multiple workspaces. Yeah, two. I don't. <laughs> okay. I usually have two by default. Oh, for, um, for XFCE, always two. How come? Just preference or...? Uh, cosmetic reasons. Okay. Because, you know me, I mean, I can only work so much for the netbooks capability. Yeah. So, one of the things I always do after an install is make sure everything is for performance and not for cosmetics. Well, well with GNOME, I don't set the number of virtual desktops. It's always Mm -hmm. dynamically created. So, there. But I usually end up with about two. Mm -hmm. You know, one for, like, if something is rendering, I have the... Mm -hmm. um, And I have, like, a web browser open on the other one. Mm -hmm. And um, with GNOME virtual desktops, because GNOME 3, by default, doesn't have a minimize thing. Yeah, because another thing I do is... Because I use my computer, and I'm a firm believer of single-tasking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like, finish this one thing and one thing until you then you go to another. All right. So, again, that's also good for my hardware, my limited hardware, because... Mm -hmm. um, I don't tax it as much. Like yeah. I only have, and I I don't open so many like Red tabs. tabs. <laughs> <laughs> I can make sure I only have my um mail, my email tab, uh, and then say cloud computing <laughs> for my drive, uh, not drive Google Docs. Huh. What tabs do I have open? Have not <laughs> think about it. Uh, I always have Feedburner open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Feedburner. Facebook because of the chat, and that's where everybody posts stuff for law school. Yeah. (laughs) But for me, I I have a Facebook er uh, newsfeed eradicator plugin. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, because I told you, like, the best thing about Facebook is I can communicate with everyone. Yeah. The worst thing about Facebook is everyone can communicate back to me, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because I'm not a big fan of the newsfeed and how it can manipulate everything on your day. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Gmail's with it. Mm-hmm. Um, or... Oh, well, Bleach Bit. Yeah, we get Bleach Bit. Yeah. But not, never use it as root because <laughs> we're not extreme. <laughs> that's an old joke. Is <laughs> Want to be extreme? Bleach Bit, that's root. <laughs> uh all right. With XFCE, um, I bring the menu down to the bottom. Duh. Bottom left. <laughs> And I use the whisker menu. Oh, yeah, you're a fan of the whisker menu. It's very Windows, man. It's, it's so <laughs> weird, right? Because, like, I, um, we, we get into Linux to get away, <laughs> away from Windows, right? But then, like, with XFCE, I get the most Windows like <laughs> menu <laughs> use it has a search thingy. Well, oh, because you're you know. s- using a superior operating system <laughs> that you can actually customize to become a better Windows. <laughs> Um, then, uh, the desktops, which are right next to the menu on the bottom left, two desk, two virtual desktops, and I set it at two because of the wallpaper that I have. The wallpaper that I have is a portal themed wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it's got like one half of the dude on one, sa- one edge. Yeah, <laughs> one edge, and the other half of the dude on the yeah, other dude. edge with your red and orange, mm-hmm. um, Portals. Yeah, portals. Right. So that's why I set it too, and it's pretty cool. But, but your workflow or not, not workflow, what do you call this? Your steps post distro install for Arch is wholly different, right? Yeah. it's a lot of um it's a lot of getting the things you need instead of removing the things you don't. Yeah. But then that that's part of the installation process <laughs> when it comes to Arch, right? Ah yeah. Unless um it's, it's sort of like when we were talking about uh, landing on Saturn or landing on Jupiter. hmm Like, does Jupiter and Saturn, being gas giants, like, do they have a surface? <laughs> like, you don't know where, with Arch, you don't know where the installation ends and the customization begins. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Arch is a gas giant. <laughs> Like, yeah, the best just have to come up with, like, an arbitrary point in Jupiter and Saturn. Uh, this is the where surface, the yeah. surface begins, um, which is, like, the same amount of pressure as the surface of Earth mm-hmm. or sea level at Earth or something like that. Even though it's still sort of gassy. <laughs> even, though, even though you can just <laughs> sort, sort of though. gassy. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah, sort of gassy. Even if, Even though you can go straight <laughs> through it the quote-unquote surface of a gas giant is where the pressure is the same as the surface on Earth. Again, very uh, what's it? Centric. Very what's the term that space people use? Earth-centric. There's a Okay, because ethnocentric is different from yeah. earth-centric. <laughs> um, <there was> a, <laughs> I can't remember what the word is, but they actually have a word for it. Yep. Where we look at space from the point of view of Earth being the center of life the universe and everything but yeah Douglas pretty Adams much the reference. last thing I do is the, the cleanup mm. that's that's the last and after that I could say yep yeah, this, this distro is done but yeah. and all of the entire process we talk about sometimes it the the I mean I could finish that an entire afternoon right depending on the internet speeds mm. oh and um the icing on the cake for every distro that I install is Numix uh <laughs> the Numix icon set like I love Numix <laughs> Um, Numix Circle, uh-huh. Numix Circle is free. Um, Numix Square is the one that you uh, that you pay for. Those are so pretty. Yeah, they're really pretty. Shout out to them <laughs> to their project as well. Yep. Shout out to the Numix project. I heart Numix. Hmm. I wonder now, like if, cause, cause, I'd like to hear what our faithful fourteen listeners do with their post distro installs because I feel theirs are gonna be superior. <laughs> Especially with, like, KDE. Yeah. <laughs> like with KDE, with, with all of the infinite <laughs> tweaking that you can do with KDE, like, which is amazing. <laughs> um, or, like, what you do with a window manager, for example. Yeah, because others uh, really uh, tweak those out. And sometimes, like, yeah, others well, also have, do things with the organization of their folders and whatnot. Yeah. But, I mean, like, say... But um, th- that's part yeah. of, like, what do you call this? When you uh, partition... But that's part of the installation process. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what do you do when you have uh, a fresh install of something that isn't Arch or Gentoo? (laughs) (laughs) Because, again, gas giants. (laughs) Gas giants. (laughs) Arch is Jupiter, Gentoo is Saturn. (laughs) We should put that on a quote that um, Arch and Gentoo, (laughs) where does the installation end and the customization begin? Although, but that that's a for me that's an entirely different type of fun as well. Yeah. Although I do have like the, the the point that like at least with Arch because I've never installed Gentoo, but with Arch you can you you install the base system and that's it because you, yeah. you can use it off the bat, right? Yeah. You're you have a, a little command line, <laughs> and it's just there blinking. Then you have to put in <laughs> yeah. There's a command that you Your, um, um, packstrap. Yeah. Uh, packstrap, and then like it it pulls down all of the essential. Uh, files to get a working system. So, like, I think that's where the install ends. <laughs> but how about Antergos? With, um, with Antergos, you end up with, you end up with a full, uh, fully functioning desktop. And like, then it's a choose your own adventure from there, or? No, dude, um, you, their, their installer has the, the, the like choose your which, own adventure. Yeah, which desktop do you want to, this is why I don't think Antergos is third worldable. Um, right, right at the beginning, they give you the choice of desktop. And then they give you the choice of some of the software that you want. Like, do you want the Samba server? Do you want a print server? Uh, Do you want LibreOffice? Do you want Firefox? Because fucking Antergos comes with Chromium by default. Nice. Um, Horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, True-type fonts. But, like, the thing is, after you make those choices, it pulls them down off of the internet. Oh, there you go. There comes the trouble. Yeah, because, like, you you have to have a very stable internet connection. Because the bug that I was talking about was, um, I, I think if you... Um, if you don't get the complete file, it's gonna break down. oh it's um, it's not going to try to re-download it. It's going to have the incomplete file. Oh crap! File. Oh crap! That is horrible, right? <laughs> like, that is gonna break a system. Yeah, that um, that that's what uh, that's that's what I encountered with Antergos. But then, uh, they they might have fixed it. I'm not sure. Either way, either way, that's something we have to watch out for because Antergos has so much potential. Yep. I heart Antergos because they have new mix by default. <laughs> that's one step. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> well, again, that's another distro we add and we have on our list of third world. Uh, they call this third world treat, third world treatments. <laughs> am for- oh, why am I forgetting our own shows. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, pretty much. Uh, tell us uh, if you're a... except if you're a Gentoo user or an Arch user, <laughs> or if you're a Gentoo or Arch user, when does The install (laughs) end and the customization (laughs) begin. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not convinced that getting into a bootable system is the end of the installation process. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) For that, uh, contact us at channel 14... uh, What's there? Contact the v- channel 14.com. Yeah. Or, or, or Linux at channel14.com. Yeah. Shit, keep up forgetting that we have that email address. <laughs> yeah. Linux at channel. 14com Or if you want to just fucking forget about that, just head over to the website and use the contact form. Yeah. Channel14.com. <laughs> tell us how you do your post install rituals. And if you've been to Hong Kong, tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and if you're an entergos user, maybe give us feedback. On Pretty much get in touch with us. Yeah, dude, I've, I've, um, I have I've was able to get Antelos installed. I, I, I love it. Like, when it's... When, when you can get it installed, oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like... It's Arch. <laughs> <laughs> it's Arch that's ready to go. <laughs> choose your own Arch ArchVenture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, oh my god, I've been wishing and praying for a choose-your-own adventure distro and that would be Arch. I'm not, th- I'm not taking... Uh, speaking of, a, like, a telltale games type of... <laughs> your towards a telltale game. The telltale game. <laughs> yeah. Your distro is about to turn left. <laughs> and saw, man. <laughs> and he asked, LXDE, XFCE, <laughs> or none of them. <laughs> and you <he> replied, KD <laughs> You have 10 seconds to choose. <laughs> <laughs> Quick time event. we more Firefox. <laughs> Head over we 14com for podcasts and stuff, and get in touch with us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Third World Linux or at ch14. That's at and We're also on the Google Plus. Yep, yeah, we're on Google Plus. I, I haven't been very good about like I, I barely use Google Plus. <laughs> I was telling like I I, I I told you like we should probably move to Google Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I don't know, man. Like, I barely use Google+. Like, uh, I, I, really I want I want to do the show. Yeah, I actually want to get into Google+. For, I don't know, a Facebook is just... Toxic. <laughs> yeah. Even if I have the eradicator, it's just that, ugh, police clients. I already gave you my contact details and email information. You can contact me through there, not through my personal space. Yeah. Because, like, Facebook is where I hang out with friends, right? Yeah, that's... Fun so guys, that's, that's why really I space, like... MySpace, dude, because like this is MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also a Google Hangout. <laughs> so yeah, I want to use Google Hangouts more these days. Yep. We should be on MySpace, man. We should get a MySpace page. Yeah. Even though you're not a band. <laughs> yeah. Actually, our, our band does have a MySpace page. <laughs> but yes, um, check out our other shows, Bodega Nights and... Um, oh man, fuck, I didn't release a Bodega Nights last week. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Radio Norm. Oh yeah, man the, the 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 videos are pretty cool, man. Yep the the Radio Norm videos are and pretty we have a YouTube cool. channel, which is slash user slash channel fourteen TV. Yes, but because then, you don't have enough subscribers to have our actual name yet. Yeah, and uh, that's. Um, be, be forewarned that's the third world gaming guy's domain so you know it's it has a bunch of gaming stuff in yeah might be on your might pique your interest give it a check it out. might not but and we load snippets of third world linux in there as well yeah dude um man and uh yeah. <laughs> and actually I haven't pushed those yet because again Hong Kong <laughs> yeah I <laughs> have to push you know, them out man. on our social media pages but yeah um, uh, so if you're listening to, if, I was to say, if you're listening to this on YouTube, like and subscribe. But then, like, we're not, because we upload snippets. Yeah, we <laughs> upload snippets on YouTube. Uh, so I, I guess subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Yeah. Uh, share this with your friends. Give yeah, us a you know. comment, rating, whatever those things are, because it's going to help the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tell your friends, man. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, keep doing things for love. And keep on Linuxing. So, if you made it this far, this is the off tangent section, but we've been recording for an hour, so we end it there.